Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Superview Show. And um, this is not Mixed Bank tonight. This is something a little bit different. I'm joined by one of my dear friends who has been a big help to me on the channel for a number of years now. Asm of Earth, as you know, in the chat board, his real name is Andrew Schultz. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good, but I'm doing good. Thank you so much, by the way, for uh, being a part of this discussion. Because uh, I, full disclosure, everyone, I have no idea. I, I know what video games are. Let's just say that. <laughs> but I don't really follow them that closely. And some big stuff happened at this. Forgive me. It's the uh, the video game convention that happened. Uh, it's called not a convention. It's like a, it's like sort of like the Oscars of video games, essentially. Okay. All right. So like the, so the the gamer awards came out, and, and my buddy right here, my dear friend, is going to help us out by just talking about what's going on with that and what were the awards and what happened. And we're going to share our screen right now. So hopefully you sit back and relax and enjoy this. If you're listening to us, just hear, hear what my good friend Andrew has to say, and we'll go from there. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So the we're going to start off because um, what the Game Awards has become is a bit like a mini or like a winter version of E3. If you remember back during the summer when we did our E3 discussion, that's the time when they review all these new video games and everything like that. So the first half of the stream, we're basically we're going to be talking about what got revealed and uh, what was shown at the, the Game Awards last night. Um, so let me just get myself ready over here real quick on my computer because there's quite a bit of stuff that happened. It's actually pretty big too um i would say let me start with there are four main things to me of what happened but actually before i start at all i just want to mention of um if anyone has any questions in chat or like they want to have or say something like what they were most excited by uh, last night or what they thought should have won last night feel free to say that in the in the chat board we'll get to that when we can um so let's start i'm gonna start with uh a what well, we mainly it was um it's when if it, as you can see on the screen it's the most anticipated game but um last night a trailer for uh, a story trailer for the game called elden ring came out this is a all cg trailer it's um it basically what I think it is, it's sort of like the intro cutscene to the game. Um, as I know from software, they like to do with their games, they have, they always have a fancy CG cinematic right before you start the game, before you get to the character creation aspect of the games. So I know, well, I figure that that's probably what's going to be like with the start, what's going to have the narration and everything over that. Um, I'm going to get to the biggest surprise last because that's it, it's definitely something I want to talk about last because it's really good. Um, let me get to a point where – oh, actually, JT, you actually might like this. Um, so there are two well, – this is a game studio called Telltale Games. Uh, they make these um, right. mainly story-driven, narrative-driven um, – uh, story games it's not focused on the action it's more focused on the story the most popular ones on the walking dead franchise they came out with two okay. new games um or two new story games because uh one of them is based off the expanse i'm not sure if you've seen that one or anything like or i've seen that show or anything like that it's a sci-fi show on like the sci-fi channel but the second game you, yeah, you might like this so. one is they're making a Star Trek game. It's going to oh, be... Really? I can't remember the exact name of it. Let me look it up real quick on my end. But... Sure, of course. Telltale Star Trek. Yeah, it's called Star Trek Resurgence. Yeah, because I'm a big I'm a big Trek fan. So. Yeah, so this is... um Resurgence, okay. This is a game from the Telltale uh, uh, studio... They, they were a studio that sort of went bankrupt or got bought out, and now they're back again making new games. And this is going to be one set in the Star Trek okay. universe. And I know we haven't gotten that many Star Trek games in the past, um, so this might actually be no. an interesting look for fans of the franchise to get into. Um, so I just yeah. want to mention that because I know you're a, a big Trekkie, to say the least. 
I would not say I'm a Trekkie. There are there are people who are diehard Star Trek fans, and I, I'm nowhere near that. I'm just a fan of the movies and the TV show and whatnot. I'm a yeah, yeah. story. So yeah. There's a guy in the in this tra- in, the, in the trailer for Star Trek Resurgence. There's um, there's, the Spock is going to be it looks like he's going to be a character in the in the game itself in the story, but like the guy does a really good impression awesome. of Leonard Nimoy. It's like it's very spot on. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, as for you, you may want to be interested in that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so Telltale came back with two new games shown off last uh, last night. Um, and let me see what else. Because I'm just going from some of the minor ones real quick that stood out to me. Um, there's this uh, one. It, it's sort of like a what if you get what if you make the the video game Doom, right? Mm-hmm. And you set it, you put it first. Doom is a first person shooter, right? What if you make Doom put in a third person shooter? And then what if you put it in the Wild West? That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's called Evil West. And like I've never heard of this game before. I think it was shown off once, probably like a cinematic trailer with an intro. This is like our first look at gameplay, and it looks kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so that was that was a surprise for me. Um, a game that I really was interested in. Um, this is a one of those uh, one of those narrative driven ones. It's called uh, Somerville. It's okay. um, it's made by these developers. I, I believe it's made by the developers. Uh, by the, they made this game called Inside. As well, I can't remember the other. I think it was Limbo or something like that. Um, these are it's like these. It's like a two D size scroller in a way. Um, but these guys are known for making very interesting games, to say the least. They know how to do a story that with very little to no dialogue, essentially. So that's always something I'm looking forward to from them. Um, and then uh, let's see another one of those minor games that came that or got revealed. Um, we're going to be getting a strategy game based or based in the Dune franchise, the Dune universe. Okay, that's going to be something I'm interested. I'm a big fan of the Dune movies what, that yep. came out recently. Um, looking forward to the next one of that. And so now we're going to be in a strategy game. It's going to be real time, I believe. So sort of like Age of Empires, um, which we'll talk about later. Uh, yeah. Let's see, um, I'm going to. Go actually right into the some of the big ones that stood out to me because um, I, I was watching this with my friends, some of my online friends. We were going crazy over stuff like that. Um, there was a uh, one of my favorite games of all time. The currently that's currently run. It's an ongoing game, uh, Destiny Two. They had a new trailer come out for the next expansion coming out in February called The Witch Queen. Um, okay. If you want to look it up in a new tab, feel free to. Um, this was a mix what of like it? live action and CG. And what is it called again? Uh, Destiny Two Witch Queen. It's um, it, um, for those who are unaware, Destiny Two is made by the developers of uh, Halo. Their former it's made by Bungie. Um, these guys they're known for absolutely great trailers, and I think this is one of their best to date. Um, it combined like a mix of like live action and gameplay and storytelling. So in, mostly the summing up what happens in the first mission of the game. So it's going to be, I was very excited. I was going crazy about it to say the least. Definitely looking forward to that expansion when it comes out in February. Um, it's going to be some really cool stuff going on in that. We're going to get a bunch of new weapons, a, a, a ton of abilities, we, uh, rework and whatnot. It's going to be really fun. And the trailer was really good. Um, the next game I want to talk about that got revealed that's that was big to one of my online friends is called Alan Wake 2. Okay. So it's a sequel to it. I believe a game that came out mid 2010s or something like that called Alan Wake. Uh, it, I believe it's made by Remedy. I, I want to say that it's made by Remedy. Um, Alan Wake was a action horror game, sort of. Uh, it's, it follows this, uh, this character who is an author who goes to this town um, and he know like this town's almost like haunted essentially. Yeah. And the actions that are happening in the town are like happening the way he descri- described in a book. 
so like he's basically like sort of like orchestrating the, the events of the town because like his work has come to life and he's like a horror author so it's sort of an interesting take and now this is going to be a sequel to that um i have never played at the first island wake personally but i know a bunch of people who have and they've absolutely like loved it it's like it's one of their one of their favorite games i have played another one of the, uh, these developers games called control um they're set in the same universe but like it's not the same storytelling per se it's that was still a very interesting game to say the least so i'm definitely i'm definitely happy that alan wake fans are getting a, a well finally it's confirmed they're getting a sequel to one of their favorite games because i know there was there was a lot of stuff in that game that made a lot of people happy so cool and then um it was a <laughs> one another franchise that made people happy was the warhammer franchise um warhammer is like a very gritty sci-fi like universe like super far in the future super dark super bleak and everything like that uh warhammer 40k exactly um there is a um it, it's based off of a tabletop game so it's, it's a tabletop one of those tabletop rpg games but um there it's an old game that came out a couple not old but like a couple years old um came out called warhammer 40k space marine and now Last night they revealed that they're making a Space Marine two, and so I know a lot of people have. I know Henry Cavill is happy because Henry Cavill's huge in Warhammer, like he's a big fan of the game. I'm not sure if you saw recently. He was actually on like he was actually on like a night show when he was talking about this exact game. But I did not hear about that. That's cool. Yeah, no, he he's a he's a big nerd, and and I, I love him for that. Yeah, yeah that's that, great. I, that was um, it's it's a very bleak. That the, the Warhammer universe is a very bleak and dark universe. Um, and like I said, it's based off of a uh, tabletop RPG and everything like that. Um, nice. Now for my biggest reveal, I think, um, it, it, I, have, I have to talk about it. I'm really excited for this. It's called Star Wars Eclipse. We're finally getting a new Star Wars game. It just got early development, so we won't be getting it for a while. But um, this I am super looking forward to. It's um, it's going to be set in the High Republic era, so that's two hundred years before the events of Episode One of Phantom Menace. So it's a prequel essentially. Um, but the the imagery of this trailer is so interesting and so cool. It reminded me a lot of it reminded me a lot of Dune, the way how like these drummers who like doing like a ritual and everything like that. It was very interesting for me to look at. I, I might get into the High Republic era just be, just from this game. It looks very interesting. Um, and by funny. the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when he when he found when we first found out about this here at the Super Bowl show, he was flipping out. I got so many text messages from him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy because when I was I, I watched this live, right? And the, the trailer starts and you have no indication of what this is. It starts with like an eclipse happening. It starts with like these drummers. You don't see the the, the face and like this banging on this drum. Yeah. And it's like, what is this? And it's like, is this Dune? I literally thought, is this Dune? And then they see the Lucasfilm logo. I'm just like flipping out at that point because <laughs> I have no idea what this is, but I'm thoroughly invested in it. It looks really good. Even though it's all a CG trailer and that we don't have any gameplay and it's very far off from being released. I'm very looking forward to this project. It's made by Quantic Dreams. They, these guys did um, some story games recently. Uh, the story, it's like single player narrative games. Uh, one, of the most recent game was called Detroit: Become Human. It's like set in the near future where like that you play as like these android detectives, pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, not android. One of the characters is an android detective. You play as multiple characters throughout the game, and, and it's 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 one of those like your choices matter. It's like your choice can have different outcomes for another character or another action. It's one of those games you have to think about like what choice you make before you do it. Um, but uh, this game, from what I hear, Star Wars Eclipse is going to be set in an open world. Um, and I think it's going to have multiple. You're going to be playing as multiple characters. I don't think. You're gonna be playing as like a, a create a character. I think you might be playing as a named one. Okay. If you are playing as like a create your own character, I'm thoroughly down for that. I love 
character creations and I love character creations in the Star Wars games. So having those two is always a match for me. I wouldn't mind if I'm playing as a named character, like like a set character. I'm, I'll be perfectly fine with that. But like when it comes to Star Wars games, I, I always prefer to have like a create your own character. Though I say that even though my, my favorite game is uh, Jedi Fallen Order from the Star Wars games. Yeah. And that game you're playing as a set character that the entirety. And so it depends on like if the character is well written and everything like that. And I think, and I think they're going to do a good job with this. And this is the second Star Wars game we got revealed this year. Earlier, back in September, we got a Kotor remake finally happening. Um, so needless to say, Star Wars fans are very excited right now for it in terms of video games. I'm very looking forward to see what else is going to happen. Um, Heck yeah! It's 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 really it's really good. I if you haven't seen the trailer, I highly recommend you watch it. It's and if if you haven't read the High Republic books, that's perfectly okay because I have yet to read them as well. This is going to probably be my first um, dive into that era, and it's going to. Be, I, I think I'm going to be interested in it. Um, it. It looks very interesting. I just love the tone. I love the setting, the everything like that, and like how we can see it's, it's going to be like probably like the rise of the trade federation or something like that. It's going to be very cool from what I see. Um, very interested in that. As I said, it's going to be. It's it's only in early development, so they they just revealed this. So I I don't think we're we probably won't see the game release until like 2023 at the earliest um, for the KOTOR remake, tw- probably like mid 2022, that game will come out. This game, Star Wars Eclipse, I'm not thinking until 2023 because these games do take time. Um, but who knows? Yeah. But yeah, that's very, that was a very cool reveal for me. Um, so yeah, so just a little recap. Uh, my big reveals, Star Wars Eclipse, Elden Ring, uh, the, the story trailer, um, Destiny 2 Witch Queen, and Alan Wake 2. Those are the games that basically my my online friend group we were all talking about. And we think like these are the ones that it, that it was worth watching the night for. Um, aside from that, let me get ready for because now we're going to actually... How long have we been? It's only for a couple minutes. We've only been going for a couple minutes, right? We've been going for over 20 minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I'm going. You're doing right, good, right. though. Don't worry. Hey, like, listen, if, if you've seen our mixed bag show, trust me, we go all out. We go like for two hours, three hours sometimes. It's all good. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was expecting to go on an hour about this, but like, I don't think I can go for a full hour talking about reveals because there was a, like a lot of mini ads and stuff like that that some I don't remember. Um, there were a couple neat indie games here and there. Uh, one of them was like, I think it's called like Tunic or something like that. He plays like this little cute little fox character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we, we can go into the main awards uh, right now. Um, Which I have pulled up for all of you who are watching. Yes. So let me go to get my computer ready. So we're going to start with most anticipated and um this uh this award category uh was the nominees for this was Elden Ring, mm-hmm. uh God of War Ragnarok or God of War 2, Horizon Forbidden West, which or like Horizon or the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, um the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Starfield. Now um I the one I vote for and as you can see the winner uh is it's uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring took this one home. It's the second year in a row it won this because last year they they introduced this category, and Elden Ring was like that was the main one here, and they won it again. And needless to say, I think it's well deserved. I'm very looking forward to this game. Um, for those who are not aware, it's developed by From Software. These are the guys who made Dark Souls, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Bloodborne. I'm playing through Bloodborne myself for the first time. It's it's a completely blind playthrough. I'm just loving it so far. So I'm very looking forward to see what Elden Elden, Elden Ring brings to the table. Um, but I'm not I'm not discounting the other games. The other games are very good too. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. That I think it had a very strong chance of um, taking this spot along with uh, Legend of Zelda sequel. Um, when because I remember when this past summer they when they revealed a gameplay snippet for the, the sequel to breath of the wild my 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 younger brother and i along with my friend group we were going crazy about it. we thought it was really good looking 
Um, and the same thing with uh, God of War Ragnarok. God of War looked really good. I want. I have yet to play God of War Four, the one that's set in the Norse mythology. Um, but from what I've seen, it, it's a very good game. Uh, Starfield. I'm not too certain if it had a strong chance in this category. Um, it was just revealed. We haven't gotten any gameplay for it yet. Um, and it, it was mainly just like we got an in-engine cinematic look at what was going on. So I can't say there was the excitement's there yet. It comes out next year, I believe. Um, I, I, I want. I think it's next year. Yeah, it sounds that sounds about right. Twenty-two. Um, so we'll see what, how that goes. Um, I, I think in, in compared to the when you compare to the Elder Ring, God of War, and Breath of the Wild too, I think Elder Ring is going to be the deserved winner here. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That was um. They they showed off they actually showed off a trailer a gameplay trailer for that uh, for Horizon Forbidden West during the the actual show itself and it looks good I mean like I I played the main Horizon Zero Dawn and I liked the story just the gameplay just didn't I wasn't a big fan of in terms of like how the gameplay was and what you did overall um so yeah so that's most anticipated game if you want to go to the previous category we can go on to the next one sure. Here we go. 24 out of 30. Here we go. All right. Best best, in- best debut indie game. So um, these are games. They're not tied to like any major publisher. Uh, they are. Um, it's like a pretty much like a team of like a, around 100 people. They, they work on these games. So uh, this one here was uh, the winner was Kina, the Bridge of Spirits. I did not vote for the, uh, that game. I voted for um, Sable. Uh, which is like uh, complete just exploration game stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure if Kina deserved that win per se. Uh, if anything, I, I think either Sable or Valheim should have taken the this award here. Um, I don't remember what our, the Artful Escaper of Forgotten City was. I didn't look into those two, unfortunately. But when I saw Kina and the Bridge of Spirits uh, uh, shown off at the um, I think it was like the Sony conference or the Xbox conference earlier this year. Excuse me. I wasn't too interested in the game. Um, and like it's, a, it's like an art style I've seen before, so I wasn't too interested. And that's why I was like leaning more towards Sable or Falheim. So yeah, but um, that was a uh, best debut indie. Okay, let's go on to the next one now. All right, here we go. Oh, content creator of the year. Okay, um, uh, we can skip content creator of the year. This is going to be that 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 was a uh, interesting one. That that the content creator of the year. That was a if I, I don't want to talk about it. That was a hundred percent fan voted category. So like, um, how voting works for the game awards is that they are there's a fans can vote for the games when they come out but there's also like a main jury that takes up the majority of the uh the voting like points stuff like that so fans do have a part it's just not that big of a part when it comes to voting for um the winner so that uh so content creator that was a complete like fan voted category for that one um so now for best multiplayer okay so the nominations for this one, if you want to scroll down, it looks like it's, it's got cutting off a bit. Um, was uh, Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Um, so for this one, uh, as you can see, It Takes Two was the winner. For those who aren't aware, it, we will be talking about it, ta- it Takes Two a lot more later. It Takes Two is a two-player split screen co-op game or not split screen you can play it wirelessly or like online play but um it you play as or you play as one character and another person plays as a second character and you have to work together to solve these puzzles together so the naturally the multiplayer aspect is really big it's the main core component to what makes the game how the game works and everything like that so i'd say that's pretty deserved i think yeah, when I'm looking at this, I think that's what I, that's what I voted for for the winner. Um, but 
Valheim, and I, I would say he was a very strong uh, contestant for this category. Um, Valheim and Monster Hunter Rise, they were strong, uh, strong contenders for or nominees for this category. But it takes two. That's probably deserved when they deserve the win because that game is all multiplayer. That's how you play and how the, the story progresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, New World, that I don't think is, <laughs> I don't think New World should even be nominated, honestly. It, that's a, um, it's an MMO from the Amazon games. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation. Uh, Back for Blood, that's sort of like a, um, a, it's, it's, you can play it single player, I believe, but also the, it has multiplayer elements. That one's a zombie game where you're working together with like three other guys and it's basically just like you're, you're fighting off waves of zombies over and over again. Um, Knockout City, I, I don't really know too much about. Um, so that was, um, yeah. So yeah, I would say it takes two. That that's that one won mainly because, you know, it's the core aspect of the game was the multiplayer part. So yeah, that, that was, I would say that was a deserved win for the game. Um, now for the next category, which is going to be best sports in racing. This one, uh, one went to Forza Horizon 5, which I am currently playing through right now. And I can see, like, I, I agree with the, the winner. But what the one I voted for was uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, surprisingly. <laughs> because um, when, when Hot Wheels Unleashed got announced, I had no... I did not expect Hot Wheels Unleashed to be such a fun game. It was like, oh, another Hot Wheels game, stuff like that. Then I actually played it and like I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, wait, how is this game actually like this good looking? Like, what's going on? And the the game is really fun and it has a lot of depth to it. It's it's honestly a very surprising title. I was not expecting Hot Wheels Unleashed to be that fun. That's why I gave uh, that Hot Wheels Unleashed my vote for um, best sports and racing. Forza Horizon 5, though, that's that one makes sense. It is a very good game. Uh, it's very enjoyable to play because I'm, I'm playing through it right now and having a good time. Uh, FIFA 22 uh, in F1, those are EA sports games. So, you know, EA is always going to be have their yearly release of a sports game. So there's not much to say about those two. Um, Riders Republic, that was a um, one I heard from reviews that game was actually was really fun as well, but I've yet to play it. So, um, a couple of years back, Ubisoft released a title called Steep. It's a uh, it's like a s- snow sports game. You, you can ski down mountains, snowboard down mountains, um, stuff like that. That's that was the main point of the game. Survivor's Republic is pretty much steep because it still has those uh skiing and snowboarding elements, but now you have like jetpacks, wingsuits, and bikes. So it's it's a it expanded on what Steep provided, and I think it's free to play. I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's a free to play game, um, but it's a um from what I heard from what from my one of my reviewers that I like to watch, he recommended the game, so I think it, it, that one probably has a spot up there. But for best sports and racing, I think Hot Wheels only should have taken the win. But I'm perfectly fine with Forza Horizon Five taking it. Both those Forza Horizon Five and Hot Wheels Unleashed. They are very two strong contenders, and um, yeah, so th- those were some good nominees for that category. So let's move on to the next. Okay, best sim in strategy. Uh, for this one, we got uh, Age of Empires Four, Evil Genius Two, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. So um. When Microsoft Flight Simulator, they came, that came out last year. I'm not sure why that got re, uh, re-nominated, but I think it's because they still have some updates. That, or it's a live game, essentially. Um, so when Flight Sim came out last year, that was my vote. But this year, I gave my vote to Age of Empires 4, which in, in this case was the winner. Um, I've always been a fan of the Age of Empires franchise. I played a lot of Age of Empires 2 back in the day on the, my computer. Um, that Age of Empires 2 is a real-time strategy game, sort of like how I mentioned that Dune game is going to be. So this is this was like the not I'm not sure if it's the founder of the real-time strategy, but it's very much 
one of the staples of the real-time strategy genre uh, for Age of Empires. Uh, Humankind, that's a um, that one's a bit like Sid Meier's Civilization. Um, so it's that one's a turn-based, really in-depth strategy game that you start at like a very early point in time, and then the technology advances with you, and you get like modern technology and like modern weapons and everything like that. Um, I don't remember what Evil Genius Two was. Um, but inscription, inscription, I do know uh, vaguely. That's it. Inscription is like a, I think it was a roguelike game where you have like a deck of cards, and you progress throughout the game. It was like playing like these card games. It was very interesting when I saw the the initial trailer. Um, but for this category, I, I definitely think that Age of Empires Four was the deserved winner. Um, I've always been a fan of that franchise, so yeah, I think this is a well deserved win for that game. All right, ready to move on? Here we go. The best family? Best family game. Yeah, so um, these are games that are sort of like couch co-op um, and everything like that. Uh, so this one, uh, the nominees were It Takes Two again, uh, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, uh, the re-release with the DLC that Nintendo did for the Nintendo Switch, and uh, war- the new WarriorWare game. Now, um, when this category came out, I gave my vote to Mario Party Superstars, mainly because Mario Party has always been a like the game where you just <laughs> you play with friends and family, you just end up yelling at each other. It's always a good time, no matter what you do. Even even if you're yelling at your friends and family the entire time, it's always fun. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with It Takes Two taking the winner here for best family game because It Takes Two, you can only play in, with two players and everything else. I'm not sure about Pokemon Snap and uh, is, yeah, Pokemon Snap, I'm not sure about that one. But every other game except for Super Mario 3D World, so Mario Party Superstars and WarriorWare, that one could play, play up to four players, which is like the perfect like multiplayer, like couch co-op multiplayer for family co-op. So having a two-player game win best family i don't really agree with um I, that's why i went with uh, mario party uh superstars for that genre oh uh, for that category i feel like it's a that one was a more deserved winner for this category um super mario 3d world i don't think could have won as well because that's well that that's a four-player game but the dlc that came out for the Super Mario 3D World, that was I think mainly two player. To me, the the, the main two contenders for this category was the Mario Party Superstars and WarriorWare. Those are all us like fast paced mini games and like board game style of uh, gameplay where you play with four p with four people and you just go from turn to turn and have fun and yell at friends and family. Um, But yeah, so yeah, it takes two on that category. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Um, and I think Mario Party Superstars should have been the winner there. All right. Um, yeah, so I tend to agree. <laughs> you know, it's always fun to yell at your friends and family. Of course. All right. Uh, best, best fighting? Best fighting game. So this is like, um, you know, sort of like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Like that. Those yeah, title yeah. So we haven't gotten a Mortal Kombat game in a while. So that's why it's not nominated here. Um, I see. Okay. So that's why it's mainly just a bunch of anime games. Um, so there's like a Demon Slayer game, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. I don't, Melty Blood, I'm not sure about that one. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and uh, Virtual Fighter Five. The winner here was uh, Guilty Gear. And I, I've i never been a, um, I, I never played any of the, the Guilty Gear games, but I know a lot of people enjoy those. And I saw some gameplay for uh, Guilty Gear Strive. So um. I, I do think that this is a deserved win here. Um, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, I felt was mainly meant as a meme, like a meme game. Is I, I you, you can't really take that game seriously um, to me. Um, I, I don't think that game could have won. That's why I gave my vote to uh, the Guilty Gear franchise for this uh, category, and I think it was a deserved win. Um, so yeah, that's really all I have to say about this category. 
Okay. Are you ready to move on? Absolutely. Ready when you are. Yep. Best role playing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, best RPG. So this one, um, uh, nominees were Cyberpunk, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, and Tales of Arise. Now, for my vote, I went with Monster Hunter Rise for this one. I I saw my younger brother play it. I've played it vaguely a little bit as well. But my younger brother, he's really into this game. And, it's, and I, I think this one was the deserved winner for this category. The winner for this category was Tales of Arise. Um, this is a franchise I'd never really heard of, to be honest. But I understand it's a very big franchise. And um, the fan base to it has been waiting for this game for a while, to say the least. So I think this is they deserve to have a win. It's like it's always good when your favorite franchise does get like a, a win at some point or like like or at least some recognition um so i'm, I'm happy for like the tales of series they finally getting that recognition for best role-playing game i've never played them personally um my online friend he voted for the shin megami tensei 5 he's a big fan of that franchise um and as i said i was going with moss hunter rise uh cyberpunk 2077 that one I'm not too sure of. Um, that one had a very bad and rough launch for those who are unaware. Uh, the game released in a very bad state. It was like almost unfinished on older consoles. And on current gen and PC, it was very buggy to say the least. Um, so yeah, I'm not too sure if that one would, would have had a chance of winning. My, my main choice was always Monster Hunter. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with uh, Tales of Arise taking that one. So yeah, that's it for that category. All right, here we go. Next category. Best action adventure. Best action. Okay, so this one. Um, we got Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy game. Uh, this came out a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart. And Resident Evil Village. Um, the winner for this category was Metroid Dread. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. That was my vote as well. I was hands down Metroid Dread for this, for this uh, category. When I, I, I played this game, I, I 100% I got all the collectibles in this game. It is so damn good. Definitely, if you have like a Nintendo Switch, I would highly recommend you play Metroid Dread. Um, I, for close second in this category... I think um, probably Psychonauts 2 or the Ratchet & Clank game uh, would have taken it. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a very strong contender. I'm, I'm not dismissing that game at all. Uh, we'll be talking about that one actually in, the, in a couple minutes um, because it did win some awards. Uh, Resident Evil Village, that was um, we'll be talking about that one in a bit as well because um, that did win some awards. But for best action adventure, Metroid Dread was definitely my number one pick for this category, and it wholeheartedly deserves that win. So good on Mercury Scene for developing that. It's the story behind this game, like how long it took for them to make it, is is incredible. Because I think back in two thousand four, when the last new two D Metroid game came out, Metroid Fusion, this game was started. Uh, development kicked off for this game, and for. It was eventually canceled, so because of due to hardware limitations. And then in 2008, it was rumored to come back, because um, there was a little secret you could find in Metroid Prime 3 on the Wii, so like, oh, Project Dread is nearing completion. So everyone's like, oh, it's gonna come back, and then it never came back. Until then, this year, this summer, they revealed Metroid 5, Metroid Dread, is coming out this October, <laughs> for the first, like the first brand new Metroid game that's 2D in 20 years, and everyone was so excited, and it 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 lived up to my every single expectation of what this of what a Metroid game should be. It was an amazing experience. So yeah, that's um best action adventure Metroid Dread definitely deserved that win. Awesome. Here we go. Next category is best action game. All right, um, so best action game. This was Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Um, 
Now, Returnal was the main winner for this category. I am not too certain if I agree with that. I, I, I haven't had the chance to play most of these games, unfortunately, due to the fact that they're they run best on the PS5 and I or the next gen consoles, and I do not have a PS5. I'm like, I'm not one of the five people that has the PS5. They are so hard to get. Um, so Returnal is something called a roguelike game. When I if I know, it, I believe it is yeah, roguelike, in which you start the game. You get as far into it as you can. And when your character eventually dies, like you take enough damage or like you lose, you start all the way back to the beginning with your knowledge. So like you're not your memory your memorization is your main weapon, like how you progress and everything like that. And like what what works best with one weapon, what works best with a second weapon. Um key games that come to mind for this genre, something like Brisker Rain 2. It's a very unique genre to me. Um I I enjoy it quite a bit. But um, I'm not sure if this was uh, the best pick for the, the category. Uh, the one I voted for for uh, best action, I, I gave my pick to um, Deathloop. I felt like that was a more suitable uh, choice for best action game. Um, Far Cry 6, I'm not too certain because Far Cry 6, I'm not sure if it had a strong chance to begin with. Um, it's very much a Far Cry game, to say the least. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, that's another Far Cry. Uh, Chivalry 2, I have yet to experience that game. It looks kind of fun. It's like a medieval-style um, PvP game where you just fight other people and, like, this limbs flying out because you're cutting them off with swords and everything. It's very it's very gory, and it had, like, a very funny trailer in the, in the Game Awards. Um, Back for Blood might have been a strong contender or a contender for this category. Like I said, it's, it's a co-op um, survival game where you're fighting off hordes of zombies. So very, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in that game. Uh, but my ultimate choice was Deathloop, which is another sort of like a roguelike. But like this one, this uh, Deathloop, it has like, has a stronger narrative, I feel, tied to it than Returnal. I have yet to really experience what either of these games bring to the table but when i saw death loop i was definitely way more interested in that title so my my uh choice for this category was going to that one so that's all i have to say about this category best action game let's go to the next one yep uh best vr or ar all right um so best vr and ar this is uh, kind of a niche genre because you have to have like a good PC or good console to run it on. Um, you see, there was Hitman 3, uh, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, uh, Resident Evil 4, and Sniper Elite VR. Now, I believe for my choice, I went with Resident Evil 4, which is the winner for this category. Um, and I think that might have been as yeah I I do I think that deserves that win, because when it comes to VR games, most of them feel like like tech demos essentially. Some of them can be like oh it's only like twenty minutes long something like that or like an hour long experience that you play. It's not like a full game. We're finally getting into that John or like that we're finally getting like full feature games that you can play in VR. Starting that last year was like Half-Life Alex, the Star Wars Squadrons. And then we're getting that more as like VR updates for games like Hitman 3 and then like Resident Evil 4. Um, Lone Echo 2, I remember hearing very good things about Lone Echo 2 because I remember a lot of people like the first Lone Echo. It's um, it's like a sci-fi uh, VR game that you play. Um, but for Resident Evil 4, that's like a survival horror and I think... And I think VR games do best when they have a horror element tied to them. Cause then it's like, Oh, it's right in your face. Everything's right there. You have to be quick and anything like that. So I think that was definitely like the student winner for this category. I tend to agree with you on that. Um, next category. Yes. Is innovation accessibility. Yeah. So um, innovation and accessibility, this is a category that recently came out a couple of years ago um, in which uh, games offer features like settings in their titles that allow people who are disabled to enjoy them. So, the, um, for example, 
colorblind settings in games where that you can change certain color settings to be different. Yeah. Um, one game that came, I think it was last year. Uh, it was called, I, can't, I think I can't remember the name of it, but it's made by this developer called Obsidian, in which <laughs> there was an accessibility setting for people with arachnophobia. So, mm. um, one of the main enemies in the in this little game where you like you play as like a regular guy that's been shrunk down to like this tiny like, tiny little character person like in the, yeah. in the real world so spiders are like these giant things and they're very scary in that game and to some people it's like whoever acrophobia they can't go near it so what they have a feature in the game for example that turns them into like just little like circles so they don't look intimidating at all right um so for this category for this year, our nominees were Far Cry 6, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ration and Clank, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Uh, the winner for this category was Forza Horizon 5, which has its own like sign language interpreter built into the game. It's like a, like a, real, part, a real interpreter appears on the screen doing sign language. It's kind of neat how we're getting into these like really cool parts because um recently like xbox like microsoft xbox they have a controller for people who don't have like full hand movements they can use to play video games so it's very neat how we're getting into these this category i feel like this is a very unique category to uh talk about um because everyone should be able to play video games and some uh video games have us they're like oh some people are not like, you know, they're not the best at video games or like they get scared by enemies. It's like, or they can't distinguish friend or from foe. Uh, they, someone is like, oh yeah, we'll highlight enemies a certain color like red and we'll highlight your character, which is good blue. So you can easily think the, distinguish the two. So it's very neat how they're doing these uh, these settings and everything like that. So um, it's always interesting to see which company or which developer does what they can to make games more accessible and i think forza horizon was a good choice for this winner all righty next category yep best community support okay so these are this this category is for developers who um who engage with the community and the community likes to talk with um so like whenever there's like an update that comes out or like uh, if there's a problem in the game to develop like the 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 player base can count on the community or the developers to fix the issue. So the nominees for this category was Apex Legends by Respawn, Destiny 2 by Bungie, Final Fantasy XIV Online by Square Enix, Fortnite by Epic Games, and No Man's Sky by Hello Games. Now, um, my choice for winner in this uh, for this category was uh, Destiny 2 by Bungie. But um, I am perfectly okay with Final Fantasy XIV taking the, the winner for this one. Um, both of those games developers are very talented at what they do. They, they definitely have that community support. But Final Fantasy XIV's developers and community is completely like on a different level, I would say. They're, the developers for that game are incredibly nice i would say well the whole entire community for final fantasy 14 online is very nice i've been playing it for the first time this this year i started getting into it and it's honestly one of the nicest like, like communities i've ever seen for a video game there's no toxicity whatsoever it's very it's a very like good change of pace when <laughs> coming from like a from other games red um, dead what red dead oh, oh yeah red dead yeah for real um yeah uh, no Man's Sky, that, that, that's a very strong contender for this category. They um, did a complete U-turn on that game. It's like one of the best games. Well, both Final Fantasy XIV and, and, um, and No Man's Sky, I consider two of the three greatest comebacks in video game history. Final Fantasy XIV, when it originally released back in like 2011, was in a terrible state. The, develop, the original developer and director was not they didn't listen to the community. It was like they were, the community was struggling. So then when the new director came to play and took over the control of the title, they did like, it was a complete reset of the game. The developer started listening to the community and it was 
a complete refresh. And the same thing happened with like No Man's Sky, except No Man's Sky launched in like a bad state. And then year after year, the developers make it really good and they make it better. Um, the reason why, though, I went with Destiny 2 for uh, my pick for this category was that the Bungie devs are very, I, I feel they're very forward in what to talk about and what's going to happen in terms of the game. Like every Thursday, they come out with like a blog post talking about, hey, this week at Bungie, we're talking about this or this or this, like what to expect next coming week. Here are some patch notes, stuff like that. But I'm, I'm very glad that Final Fantasy XIV was able to take this win. Uh, that's definitely a well-deserved win for this category. Good. All right, next category. Yep. Best mobile game. Right, um, This one I'm not too sorry because I'm not big from a mobile gamer, so we can actually kind of skip this one. Let me go okay. over real quick, though. So um, uh, the nominees for this one was uh, Fantasian by Mistwalker. Uh, actually, I don't know what the, most of the developers um, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel, Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. And the winner for this category was Genshin Impact for Best Mobile Game. So that's really all, right. all I have to say about that. <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too big of a mobile gamer. I don't use my phone as a gaming platform. Yeah. All right, next one is Best Indie Game. Okay, so um, this is similar to that... Um, Best Indie debut, uh, debut category we talked about earlier. You know, it has the same winner as well. Kena, the Bridge of Spirits won this category as well. Um, so I think, yeah, no, my vote for this one was Inscription as well. Um, Loop Hero was another good category, I feel, for this uh, pick. Um, but overall, this is a, um, this was a pretty solid category. We got 12 minutes. Death Store, Inscription, Keen on the Bitch of Spirits, and then Loop Hero. Uh, yes, as I said, though, my main pick for this category was uh, Inscription. I'm not sure if Kina. Kina never really stood out to me as an interesting game. I, I felt like the art style is something I've seen before many times. So that's why it didn't really stand out to me that much. Inscription has a unique art style that had me interested. So, um, but, but then in the end, Kina was the one that took the, the title for this category. That's really all I have to say about this one. All right. Yeah, we can move on. Let's go to the next one. Uh, best ongoing? Yes, yeah, so best, best ongoing games. This is a game that's um that's constantly still getting updates. Um, okay. So the nominees for this one was Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, um, Fortnite. Yeah, no. Fortnite. That's uh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that one. I don't like Fortnite. Neither um, do I. I don't even play it. The, the winner for this category was Final Fantasy XIV Online, which is what I voted for. So I'm very happy that Square Enix won this category. This was compared to the the other nominations. This was a very easy pick for me. Um, I haven't played Apex Legends in a while. And I haven't played Call of Duty Warzone at all. If, I mean, if you look at the, these nominations, three of the five are all the same genre of video games, which are battle royales. And Final Fantasy and Genshin Impact are the standout unique ones. Um, I don't, and I don't like Genshin Impact, so Final Fantasy XIV is the, definitely the clear winner for me. They just actually had an expansion come out this past week, uh, a new, brand new expansion, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Um, and that released this week or earlier this week on PC and like all of the consoles. So I'm very excited that, you know, it's, it's still an ongoing game. I think it's still, they still have more plans. So I'm definitely looking forward in the future to see what they bring. Definitely a well-deserved winner for this category. Awesome. Let's go to the next one. Yep. Uh, games for impact. All right. Yes. Yeah, so this is, um, this is sort of like a, um, I can't, I'm not sure how to best describe it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, thought-provoking pro-social message, as the description provides. Um, this one was uh, nominees for this one was "Before Your Eye," "Boyfriend Dungeon," uh, "Chicory: A Colorful Tale," "Life Is Strange: True Colors," and "No Longer Home." And the winner for this category was "Life Is Strange: True Colors." Um, 
I've never played any of the Life is Strange games. Um, they are sort of similar to the Telltale games I talked about earlier, JT, um, which okay. are they're mainly focused on telling the story rather than like the major gameplay elements. Um, yeah. So it's it's sort of like playing a movie, but like you have to control something every once in a while. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is probably a, a fair win for this guy for Life is Strange. So that's all, all right. we all have to say about this one. Let's go to the next one. Uh, best performance. I'm assuming yeah, this is voices. So, yeah, voice acting and motion and performance capture. Okay. Uh, so we have um, Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo from Far Cry 6. Um, Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Deathloop. Maggie Robinson as Lady... Oh, I can't pronounce her last name from Resident Evil Village. And uh, oh, I, I don't know how, how to pronounce her name, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. As um, as another Death Loop uh, performance, uh, like the main villain for that game. Um, I don't want to butcher her name, so I don't want to be for pronouncing or mispronouncing it. Mm-hmm. Um, my my choice for this one was uh john carlo esposito as anton Castello because i'm a big fan of john carlo esposito um ever since he was like in the mandalorian and stuff like that and like he's always he always he's always a very charismatic um like whenever he's on stage he's very charismatic and it's always like a fun person to listen to him talk um here's my main uh my main pick for this category but uh maggie robinson is a lady um Dimitrescu, I believe that's how you pronounce the character's name from Resident Evil Village. She, she won this. Uh, she won this category, and mm. I, I think rightfully so. Um, when her character got revealed, the internet just went completely crazy over her. Um, it, it was kind of amusing as, and scary at the same time <laughs> of how quickly everyone went, just went crazy about this character. Um, so yeah, but. So that that was uh that that was a funny win to say the least. I think it, 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 I I do agree. It's pretty. It's really well deserved. Hmm. All right, next one. Best audio design. Yeah. Okay. So the nominees for this one was Deathloop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. And the winner for this category was Forza Horizon Five, which was my vote as well. And I'm very happy with how um, this one came out because um back when forza horizon 4 came out one of the main critiques of that game was the fact that the engine design and like the, the sound of the cars was terrible and when forza horizon 5 got announced um this was one of the, the key aspects they improved on like they they focused on improving for the next title and I think they definitely nailed the audio design of this game. And I, it's a well-deserved winner for this category. All right. Next one. Best score and music. Yeah, okay. So um, so this one was uh, Artful Scape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant. Um, and the winner for this category was Near Replicant. Uh, let's see the one I voted for. Let me check them real quick. Yeah, so my vote for this category was uh, Cyberpunk 2077 because uh, I I actually have a couple of the songs on like my video game playlist or video game soundtrack playlist. So um, yeah, that was my main pick for this category. Um, Artful Escape, I believe that was the, I believe that's like a rhythm game where you have to play to like the beat of a music, something like that. So oh, I really? could definitely see that. That's it, with the music being the core aspect, definitely being nominated. Um, Deathloop, I'm not too familiar with the soundtrack for. And same thing with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. One of my online friends um, mentioned that he had a, it has a good soundtrack. The only thing is, it's like how much of that soundtrack is already licensed to music. Um, see, yeah. I, I know... A, the, Peter Quill, like one of the main parts, he has that Walkman and he plays like, you know, a bunch of classic 80s rock songs. So it's like how much of that made up the original score. That's why I felt Cyberpunk took the my 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 vote. It has um all the music in the for all these other games was um like originally made and stuff like that. 
But near replicant though, I definitely think that this is a deserved win for because um, it was a. Uh, I haven't. I've yet to play near replicant, but I I saw my brother. He played through the the previous near game near automata, and it has a it has a very interesting soundtrack to say the least. Um, and I was very interested in how this one came out. Um. Also, fun fact about near replicant: the person who did the soundtrack for near replicant also did the soundtrack for that one of the Star Wars um, anime episodes. Mm. That's cool. A little cool connection. Cool. Next one. Yep. Here we go. Coming down to the final four. Best art direction. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is um for outstanding creative and technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Um, nominees for this one was uh the Artful Escape, Death Loop, Bridges uh, Kina, the Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um. For, uh, so the winner for this category was Death Loop, which. I uh, was my vote as well because uh, I was actually no maybe I think I was actually Ratchet and Clank on this one because Deathloop um, was a was an interesting title to say the least I was something that I was, I was interested in playing but in terms of art direction um, I, I Ratchet and Clank had a very solid uh, foundation was, uh, same thing with Psychonauts too but I have yet to play that. Um, Kina, the Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I'm like I said before. I'm, I've seen that art style before, so I wasn't too impressed. Deathloop though had something very. It was like a retro. It had like a retro futuristic art style. Um, and like it was, it, it was very interesting to say the least. I was. That's one of the reasons why I was like, looking forward and interested by that game. But I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it winning. Um, but um. Stuff like Ratchet and Clank also had a very strong chance of winning as well. But yeah, Deathloop winning, probably okay with that. Cool. All right, next one down to the final three. Here we go. Best, right, best narrative. narrative. All right, so we got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. And the winner for this one was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very interesting that I was not expecting it to win. I'm actually very surprised and happy that I won this category. Um, it takes two. We'll be talking about one in the future a little bit. Um, Deathloop, I'm not. It, it, Deathloop is like a roguelike, so like you don't get the full story right then and there. You have to do multiple playthroughs to experience it. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, though, was a complete single player, like story driven game, and compared to like. Marvel's Avengers, which came out earlier last year, this is a completely different game, and I think it actually really did uh, did a good job in deserving this win. Like the clips of it I've seen online, from like the cutscenes and everything, it's very it's a it's a very good game from what I've seen, a very good story. So I definitely do believe that this is a um, worthy contender for winning this uh, best narrative. Hmm. All right, next one. Yep. Final two. Best game direction. Oh, yes. This is so like uh, the guy main, basically is like the main person in charge of the game who came up with the idea in the first place and stuff like that. So for this one was Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank. And the winner for this one was Deathloop. Um, hmm. Let me check what I gave for this one. <laughs> I think for this one, um, I gave it to It Takes Two, mainly because the director for this for It Takes Two was a very uh, he's a very funny guy, very entertaining to watch when he when he goes out, whenever he has a mic and everything like that. He always says something funny. Um, Death Loop is a is it's I'm not sure if this, if this one deserved its win per se, but like it definitely had a very unique approach of how they wanted to do stuff. Um, okay. Returnal, I'm not too certain if, if it was a strong contender. It was, it's, it's sort of like a genre of game that we've seen before. If anything, I feel like Psychonauts 2 or Ration and Clank should have taken home this win, That or It Takes 2. Um, any, of, any of those three, really. Um, Deathloop is a very solid contender, but I feel like Psychonauts 2 or 
Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, they had that more of that unique edge. And then like It Takes Two is like a guy saying, hey, why don't we make a game that you have to play in multiplayer? And it's like, you you have to work together with someone that you know, and it's that's as it tells the story. So right. I think that was, the, the, I feel like there was more deserving winners for this category. I mean, I, I'm okay with death but winning, but I feel like for the main pick, it should have been something else. All right. And last but not least, the number one. Here we yes, go. Yes, the game of the year. And game of the year is... It Takes Two, which was very surprising to me. Um, so let me go over the nominations again real quick. The nominations for game of the year was Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. And the winner for this category for Game of the Year was It Takes Two. Um, I'm not too certain if... Yeah, I, I, I just talked all that praise about it in the last category. I'm not too certain if, if this was... Um, it certainly wasn't my pick for a Game of the Year. My Game of the Year pick was Metroid Dread. As I said, I absolutely love that game. It was exactly everything I wanted from a Metroid title. So that's why I'm a little salty about the fact that it didn't win. Um, Deathloop would have been a, a, a good pick as well. Uh, it takes two. Is, it, it's, it's a good pick, but like it's something that I have yet to experience. And it's something you have to play with someone else um, to really get the full experience of. Um, Metroid Dread, you know, it's, it's a single player Metroid game. It's a, it's, it really lives up to that aspect of what a Metro game needs to be. Um, that's why I thought it should have been my, it, that's why I thought it was my number one pick. Um, but it takes two. Uh, one game of the year, uh, the director for the game was very happy with how that came out. Um, he, as I said, that director for it takes two in that studio is a very funny guy. Um, <laughs> He's, he, he always says something funny. It's just like he's a very entertaining person to watch. But yeah, that one game of the year, I'm, I'm a little salty about it because I was really hoping for Metroid Dread to win, but I'm okay with um, it takes two winning. And those are the awards. There were some that we didn't cover, like the, um, some of the eSport events. Um, I'm, I don't think any, I don't think there's a major eSport audience here on this channel. Um, to say the least but like those are like you know big competitions for like video games that somewhat it's still still in like a niche category stuff like that um but yeah that's that's all of the awards for the 2021 game awards is there any uh, comments anything that anyone, anyone wants to add uh none that i can see or be aware of so i think we're all set okay great so I want to, th first things first, I want to thank Mr. Andrew Schultz for coming on tonight and just explaining what's going on and how this works. I, I, right up front, I am not, I don't play video games. And he, this guy plays games and he knows much more than I do, as you can clearly tell. So that's why I have him on from time. That's why I have him on from time to time. And I want to thank him for joining me as always. And, um, and uh, you've been a very good friend of mine and thank you for coming on and, uh, explaining what happened at this year's uh, game awards so yeah no problem I, lo I love doing these gaming events yeah of course and like if there's any other gaming if there's other, any other gaming uh, awards or events like e3 or whatever we can cover that too coming up you know you and me so whatever oh yeah no problem i'll keep you posted awesome. on them definitely definitely we'd love to have you uh love to have you on for that too so anyways guys thank you so much for watching or listening however you listen to us or stream to us tonight we hope you had an amazing night and we will see you guys next time so see you later.